welcome to the show, everyone. Kind of getting the hang of things here. Welcome to the TylerBloyer.com live stream. Today, the title of the show is Consciously Creating Freedom, and we'll be going into depth on uh, how to consciously uh, generate and manifest uh, freedom outwardly by doing sort of a deep dive uh, inwardly uh, into the into the psychology and a little bit of clarification on terms and definitions. So uh, stick with me; it's going to be a good show today. And uh, look forward to presenting the information that I've been working on for quite some time and uh, putting together this information in a presentable format, which can be archived in a permanent fashion um, and then worked on and revised and updated and corrected if need be over time. Um, but this is part of what we're doing here on the live streams is not just so I can be out there in front of people trying to get attention online or to be uh, getting a lot of likes or anything like that, but what we're doing is partially it's a selfish way of publishing because it requires a lot of the upfront work but then there's not a lot of after um, editing and so the format here is partially so that I can continue to produce content without having to be stuck editing or trying to outsource and pay for a lot of editing um, and so you know the goals here are really to provide information in a high quality way that's hopefully valuable to those that are interested in in going into the information and it's tylerbloyer.com it's so it's open for me to stream and do whatever I want to do and this is what I want to be doing no one's paying me to do any of these shows or I don't have a sponsor this is just me I have I pay for everything that you see in front of you <laughs> some of this podcasting gear has been used for uh, several several years now it's outdated and uh, I'm doing the best with what I have which I think you know everyone should do start with what you have and build from there and as the show goes on hopefully I can kind of be a living example of how we can start kind of at a base level and and build something uh, hopefully that'll be very valuable not just to again me and my selfish ego but I'm trying to actually build an archive of information here that'll help uh, you know not only just my immediate circle and my friends and family help understand my thoughts and how uh, you know I live my life better and put myself out there in that you know personal way but then hopefully to reach a wider audience eventually uh, of people that can uh, adapt the information that I have and found massive improvements in my own personal life uh, because of that and uh, a worldview that now is much more holistic and uh, makes sense rather than any kind of a shattered uh, worldview that of course you know there's a process for that and there's a teardown and a deconstruction that needs to take place but uh, beyond that uh, we need to rebuild a holistic worldview that makes um, that's in harmony with with nature with uh, with reality with that which is and so there's no labels there's no isms there's no hyphenated activist groups that I'll be um, trying to push on anyone so really I'll be relying on much greater minds than mine <laughs> and bringing in and today you'll see that I'm, I'll, I'm relying in this presentation today 
on people that are you know much smarter than I am and uh, you know luck luckily for us there's solutions are out there and if we can just uh, take these great works and incorporate uh, what what a lot of people were trying to portray but at the same time you know keeping in mind that just because I present something or pull somebody's quote or even bring somebody on this show or if you look through past shows that I've had it doesn't mean that I'm promoting that person and putting them up as somebody that I'm um, you know if somebody's a mentor to me and a personal guide and has been like a horseman of my own personal apocalypse then I'll definitely try to point that out and bring those people on the show or if if they're no longer with us then I can mention who those people are but I think over time you know it, it doesn't need to go it can it can be left unsaid essentially but we'll have pages on the website to archive lists and reading lists and let me try something really quick here the lighting I know is not that great but I think that's a little bit better the way it was shining in my in my face there was a little off okay so what I'd like to go into today first is the new page on the website uh, tylerbloyer.com slash live and while I'm doing that okay I just say so I'm a publisher producer editor and content maker and host of this show so it's a little rocky and I do apologize for that you know times when I need to look away or take a break and check the audio or check on something and uh, I'm trying to make it as streamlined as possible I think what I'm doing by myself is something I could teach other people to do and you know this is something that you could do by yourself it doesn't take um, not that it wouldn't be nice to have helping hands I'm not saying that or like trying to compare me with somebody else or anything like that um, anyway so the live show page can be accessed from this menu and there's live show it's also just tylerbloyer.com slash live and we can go thinks my internet is is choking on the bandwidth here with the streaming um, here's the live page now you can also access the live streams obviously directly from Facebook and YouTube um, there's an archive in the menu under feed and it's it's just chronological uh, and then there's my within the stones creature of control podcast in there too and I'll clean up the content as time goes on and it's necessary but at this point you know I don't have a whole heaping mound of content that needs to be organized all that well um, and again this show is starting out pretty new and will we'll be built over time and uh, the website will be improved as well so discord you can download the software if you don't have it installed and then once you have that installed you can click in this link will take you directly into the discord chat and the Discord has a live call-in room, which I'm in right now, and I'm unmuted. So you could actually go into there and actually listen to the live stream through Discord, which would probably be about 10 or 15 seconds ahead of me. Uh, and that's fine, because when we go to the end of the presentation, we'll take some live calls, and when we do that, uh, you're going to be muted, hopefully automatically, when you come in. That's how I've set it up and then I'll have to unmute you from the server side 
and then you should be able to speak. So even if you're unmuted, you'll still be muted on the server end. So you shouldn't be able to hear other people talking. You should be able to hear me only. And uh, when I go call to you, I'll unmute you and then you'll be able to come on the show. Now, I don't have a ton of viewers. I'm not expecting actually <laughs> a ton of calls or anything, but this is kind of a beta test today. So if somebody even wants to come on and just test it out with me, that would be really helpful. I'd appreciate that. Um, I've already done pre-show testing, obviously, but the live stream incorporation of it into the software and the mixer and trying to make sure that all works, I'd, I will you know, hopefully not have any issues, but this gives the ability, again, so going back to why I'm here and why I'm even doing this is it's not necessarily to take live calls and to have people take over the show. And uh, this information I could pre-record and edit afterward. It's just the, the workflow that I'm trying to get into is prepare the show, execute the show, move on to the next show. Not prepare the show, execute the show, three days of editing or whatever it takes because I have a lot of other things going on. Um, or, you know, again, I don't have the money to hire somebody to do all that. So for me to be able to publish the show live and then walk away and then, you know, that evening I can post it on my website. I can walk, uh, I can start working on the next episode. And so really, again, I'm not going to be probably taking live chattings and reading all your comments and things like that, but the discord gives people a way to come in and, uh, join the show and ask questions at the end of the presentation. So I will be going through a full live presentation. And then after that, uh, I'll take the call. So I'm not going to, you know, jump on calls just because people are in the discord um, during the presentation. And in fact, I probably won't even be looking at it. Today I might because it's a test of it. So Um, the next thing I wanted to go over here while we're on the website is each show, here's last week's show, um, has the slides posted, so I zip up the slides and you can download the slides and uh, use them, share them widely, use them in your own work, I don't care, there's no need to come to me and ask permission, uh, they're just, I've created most of the slides and moving forward you know most of the content is going to be me creating the slide of course if it's a quote or something I'm just pulling it from that person and creating the slide some original slides of, with my own words and things like that but um, the slide deck really kind of adds to the show if you're listening to the audio or something and you want to flip through the slides or save them for later um, again, use them at your own discretion. It just helps uh, add that value, extra value to the material. Um, and so what else do we have on the schedule for announcements today? So now, again, it's a live show. So last show I had several uh, spell spelling issues, especially in one slide. <laughs> like there was a slide that I made a, like a while back um, for another purpose. And I just kind of at the end, I thought this would be a good one to add in here. And it was the one um, talking about how uh, everything's inverted, like, just look at us, you know, um, governments destroy freedom, doctors destroy health but like every word of destroy was misspelled <laughs> I saw that later after I was spell checking all my other slides and uh, 
I'm not going to go back and correct that in the live presentation. I've, I've corrected it in the download that you can download, and this is a live show. So if there's a mistake in a spelling, you know, don't uh, be so critical of me. Maybe you could let me know. That would help, and then I can go back and fix it. And it's, it's the same with the information presented in the show. If I've made some mistake in work that I've put out, I will work to correct it. And sometimes I'll work diligently to correct myself, which I've done up until now, um, with the falling into the movement tr series um, that I still have yet to actually produce the official series but all the surrounding preliminary work that I've provided up front including the presentation voluntary slaves is separating me from previous things that I may have espoused such as like uh, you know voluntarism and the non-aggression principle and things like that um, so I would go watch that work before just, you know, critically jumping on me for saying something like, like I just said about the non-aggression principle. Uh, now, I will be taking next week off. Uh, the show will probably have about anywhere from two to three live streams a month, uh, usually on Sunday around this same time. And next week, I know I'll be off. Uh, we're headed out of town to celebrate my sister's birthday. And then... Uh, on the 22nd of September, I should be ready and prepared to present the Struggle for Freedom, Part 1 of the Falling into the Movement Trap series. And uh, in the Struggle for Freedom, we'll be taking a much more in-depth look at uh, man and man psychology and his sort of apathy towards freedom, <laughs> the antipathy to freedom, even. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. And... So that's it for announcements. Also, another correction really quick, as I mentioned that there are 1,500 hours of indoctrination through the public school system, and I need to correct myself that it was it's actually a whopping 15,000 hours. And I think, I, I definitely know that, it's just sometimes it rolls off of my tongue as 1,500 hours. So today's show, again, consciously creating freedom and uh, it started off, I was trying to build a show on uh, relationships, and then uh, what, what we'll get into here is that uh, this whole show is actually about a very, uh, the relationship with the self, and the relationship with, uh, you know, what people have called the higher self, or uh, the imperial self. This show was going to be about actually external relationships, and, and now it's a uh, uh, it ended up kind of evolving into much more in-depth look at, at uh, the relationship one has with the self. So we, we'll have to save what should probably be later work with uh, when we talk about building positive relationships with others and creating a family in a condition uh, which is going to be most prosperous and uh, like a petri dish to create an environment for freedom inside. Um, and that's what we'll be talking about today. So again, Consciously Creating Freedom uh, from TylerBloyer.com. And this first slide we have says, the greatest obstacle to uh, discovery is not ignorance, it is the illusion of knowledge. So that's Daniel J. Borstein an high-level academic, and it's just another way of saying what's been said in a hundred other quotes that I could have put here. Uh, 
and uh, you know this it's it's thinking that you know something thinking that you have it all figured out already and thinking that what you've been taught and the way that you have it is correct already and you don't need to look into any other ways that it could be um, or or just an overall you know these uh, false titles and uh, flattering titles that people wear um, it gives them some sort of uh, the illusion that they already have it all figured out and as a society that's one of our biggest problems is that we don't respect what's real and what's uh, of nature and we actually end up worshiping false gods of flattering titles and authority and the appeal to consensus as discussed last week and even this I've graduated or I have a degree or I have the the title or the doctor or the the lawyer or any any of the uh, flattering titles that we respect and then beyond that just the overall kind of approach that people take to information or to people like myself to people that talk about things that aren't mainstream and aren't going to be you know they'll look at it as conspiracy or um, you know that's out there and I don't want to think about that and just this overall antipathy towards knowledge and seeking and being able to take in something without accepting it and critically thinking it about it and applying methods of truth discovery to the information and uh, if it's true it doesn't matter how bad it makes you feel or how dumb it makes you feel or how wrong you were previously if the new information is compared to the information that you have and it shows the information that you have to be incorrect then you know what is it with the human species that has such a hard time of accepting new information that comes in especially from sources that aren't uh, necessarily mainstream like someone like myself or any other alternative researcher or much more accredited uh, people that actually are you know high up in the hierarchy of flattering titles but um, you know the another way to say this uh, and actually kind of a, a dig and a different way to look at it is from Black's Law Dictionary and it says uh, one cannot complain of having been deceived when he knew the fact and gave his consent and this is this is kind of my dig and you know in the law legal language this is the way of saying just because you're so dumb and ignorant that you don't understand what we're talking about here it doesn't mean your tacit consent is not still accepted <laughs> right and that that's coming from the law itself which is the language that none of us know and none of us were taught and none of us seem to want to know either is we want to remain ignorant of uh, the law that we live under which is man's law which is based on the ultimate highest law form of our current man's law system is the Bible and uh, that might sound a little weird to people but um, we'll have to go into that because when I'm talking about the Bible um, hey good day Neo nice to see you thanks for joining man uh, I'm not talking about uh, see now the atheist will come on the other side of anybody who ever mentions the Bible and the atheist throws it all out like it's just all total ridiculousness like uh, some silly belief system like Santa Claus and they're just gonna throw it out completely when I say that the law in our man's law system that we all live under is based on the Bible now that's the mistake is is there what they're doing is they're taking a literal interpretation and discarding it when 
it's and they're anthropomorphizing what are allegorical mythological stories that are using uh, wisdom teachings passed down through time and condensing them into allegorical stories about how nature god and you uh, and and how natural law work that's what the bible is it's not a literal see the big mistake that people are making if i even start to talk about law or the bible and how the law is based on the bible and which we're going to go into a little bit today quotes that come directly from the bible is they will uh T again, the atheistic mindset takes what I'm saying about the Bible and completely throws the whole thing aside and says that's all total utter nonsense that nobody needs to look at. I can't believe that people believe in things like this false guy in the sky. That's and So again, they're anthropomorphizing these allegorical teachings and, and, and anthropomorphizing means to take something uh, that's not about human beings like it's not related to us it's outside of a, the human being and but to give it all these human characteristics and so they're they're mistaking the terminology for jehovah in the bible is what it means is and which we call god so the definition of what you're reading when you're reading in the bible about jehovah and god is nature everything existence all of the universe so if all of the universe is the definition of jehovah and nature and the existence itself and what can be actually um it's it's uh uh the words slip my mouth there but it's self-evident basically unless you, if you're saying that existence doesn't exist which is what the atheist is ultimately saying then that's absurd. That's completely ridiculous. And if and if we're talking about complete nihilism, solipsism, uh, then we don't have a starting point. And you, that person and I, if that's where they stood, and they, they came to the point where I was trying to explain that what the Bible's talking about when it's talking about God is it's talking about existence. And so Jehovah, the definition of what God is in the Bible, we're not talking about the Elohim or all these other things in the, in the you know, Old Testament. We're talking about, in the New Testament, uh, the allegorical story of Jesus is an a just that. It's an allegorical fiction to explain God and law. And that's, Jesus is natural law and the word of God, logos. And so <clears throat> I'll try to give another disclaimer at some point during this uh, lecture. But that... You know, if you're taking what I'm saying about God or nature or the laws of God as religion, then you're the fool. You're the one making the mistake. And if you're saying, well, that's ridiculous and I'm, look at me with my fancy title and my scientific worldview that's completely atheistic. Atheism is self-refuting, which I just went into describing. And if you missed it, I can go over that again. And, and that is that God and Jehovah in the Bible are not talking about some deity in the sky some or even aliens and that type of stuff in the new testament god is literally existence itself jehovah is everything all of nature and so when we're supposed to worship god and worship jehovah we're talking about respecting that which is real respecting that which is actually in existence not flattering titles not persons not even, you know, your citizen, legal, maritime, stock market traded, slave, birth certificate, 
fiction, your uh, person, that's your person. So a person in legal language is a fiction. It doesn't exist. And so the mistake that we've made and that what we're doing as a human species is we're respecting that which is not real. And so we need to go back to worshiping that which is real, worshiping God, worshiping existence, not flattering titles, not, cons not the appeal to consensus, not the appeal to authority. You need to understand yourself, which is what we're going to be going on into today. And so George Simmel says, the educated person is someone who knows how to find out what he does not know. And so at least the educated person knows that he doesn't know things and also knows how to go learn those things. And, you know, I was going to insert this famous Donald Rumsfeld clip here of like the known knowns the unknown unknowns and then the unknown unknowns or whatever whatever he says and maybe I can I'll share that in the notes or something right because it you know as uh, Socrates said that uh, once you know you come to know something you realize you, that you know nothing something along those lines right um, but it doesn't mean that we can't know things right it doesn't mean that we can't come to understand the truth about certain things and it doesn't mean that we can't then take that and speak it to other people so don't mistake you know some of these things for like well you can't know anything then well no you can come to know a lot of things and someone who, who's been studying with their thumb on the pulse of something for like 10 years or 15 years or some of these people that you know I would say are personal mentors of mine being 20 30 40 years in the field of, of so-called conspiracy research or just alternative or what's really just known as actually official research <laughs> and actually doing it right and reading and uh, properly going through uh, information that you're trying to seek. Now, so don't get it twisted that I'm trying to say, so like you can't know anything. And now someone that has been doing that for all that time, uh, they definitely can speak about certain things in a way that it's not, it's not me mansplaining it. It's not me you know, trying to get, like I said, get a lot of likes or get a lot of people to look at me. It's just that once you've come to understand certain things, uh, you can take that information and, and share it with other people. And I do that personally. If you, if you knew me in my personal life, you would understand that <laughs> I basically am constantly talking about what people term as like philosophical concepts and deep issues and looking at things in this different way, when really I've just been able to get out of the primary matrix basically and into a secondary matrix where yes we're all still enslaved <laughs> and, and as we as I went into last week and we'll go into further that all even those in the primary matrix uh, or in the secondary matrix are still operating in the fiction they're not in the real they're still in the secondary matrix of the uh, like I said the the legal fictions the flattering titles and faults gods when uh, the very first commandment of the highest law uh, is to uh, not worship any false gods uh, you know except for Jehovah and of course like I'm paraphrasing and not doing a good job of quoting exactly the lines but there's also like 5,000 different ways of interpreting the definition too so <laughs> Another thing that I've been doing more recently is I have about five different digital Bibles and a few different physical Bibles and comparing the different passages um, because once you understand, like I said, that the Bible is uh, law and it, the God is 
defined and Jehovah are as defined as everything. So it's a huge mistake to throw it out, at which we should throw out the silly religious literal actual like taking every line as literal interpretations. That is the mistake that humanity has made with with all the religions and the spin-off religions and the Protestant religions and the Roman Catholic Church and the Mormon Church and anything else that's taken and added books to it, which the Bible explicitly states not to do, to read other books in addition to the Bible. It's, it's just basically the secondary matrix dwellers are still living under man's law system. So we need to study God's law. We need to study natural law and how that works. And this is not me pushing religion on you. Like, stop. I know how people's minds work, so I'm just going to keep repeating that. This is not me pushing religion on you. I'm not being a religious uh, evangelical right now, okay? Talking about something that I've come to understand when interpreting the Bible that is very important that people understand, that this book is allegorically speaking to us. It's not literal. So you gain the allegorical teachings by reading it that way and understanding that it's talking about just ex existence itself as God. So worshiping existence, that which is real, that, that which is not man-made, not artificial, not man's law, which we all live under. Even the so-called anarchists, if you watch and pay, pay close attention, most of them will still show up at court when called. And they won't be dragged into a court, as you should be if you're not worshiping the false god of government. But all of us and including myself, are living under these man's laws because this is what we've chosen, voluntarily chosen as a people. We've voluntarily put ourselves in this condition, and through volunteerism, we are accepting these conditions. And whether you like that or not, whether that makes you mad or not, whether you're a voluntarist or not, that's how legal volunteerism is defined. So it doesn't matter what your movement volunteerism says that volunteerism is it matters what the law of man that we all live under says that volunteerism is which a citizen of the united states government is defined as a volunteer it's a voluntary situation becoming a voluntary slave essentially so it's we are all voluntarily slaves because of our own ignorance and apathy towards nature and the truth Now, to open this up, creating a positive relationship with the self, the truth, and then others is always more important than any movement, group, or cause. So, again, this is where I kind of started with building this episode. But, as you can see, the very first step is to creating a positive relationship with the self and the truth. So, we're not talking about some kind of selfish thing or being, you know, overly selfish with creating a positive relationship with the self, one cannot engage in a positive relationship with reality, the truth, and others, and create a positive family and environment if they themselves are in self-loathing, if they themselves are shattered and broken, if they themselves don't have love for the self, if they don't know thyself, if they don't understand and ask and improve on who and what they truly are, and what we're really doing here. If that doesn't exist, they may have shells of things known as relationships with other people. They may have the false sense of having a relationship with another person, but ultimately, you know, what they're probably going to end up seeking out in that situation is another self-loathing lost 
person who doesn't love themselves and therefore cannot give others love if they don't have it for themselves and that which is. So ultimately, you know, that's what we'll be going into in this episode is creating that positive relationship with the self and seeking truth. And uh, so again, there's no possible way to build onto that and to actually truly love your children, your family members, your grandparents, parents, anyone else that you're claiming that this relationship with them is true, if you have not first established a genuine imperial self, a genuine connection with nature and with the self and with truth, then everything else beyond that is, is fake. It's not real. If you're condoning and fawning this fake virtue about other people and you're this hollow shell of a self-loathing person, then that's all, again, that's all just fiction. Anything you're saying that you're, you know, really caring about this group or that group or, you know, this impoverished minority or this one or these transgender people or this non-binary people and you're so concerned about everything about them, but it's all external and nothing inside is being worked on to fix any conditions around you to create that positive environment and positive relationship. Um, then it's, again, it's not real. What you're doing is living in inauthentic life, okay? And this is a hard truth that people really need to look at themselves and ask the question about, uh, you know, do they have this relationship going on with the self? Are they fulfilling uh, the needs, even, uh, of the care that's needed to uh, give oneself? And no. The answer is no. The answer is people are self-hating. Um, th there's no possible way that the conditions externally could be manifesting if all of us or the bulk, overwhelming vast majority of us had inwardly self-love uh, and self-mastery and self-governance and um, a, a diligence and responsibility towards freedom and the truth. Then, you know, we could say that, okay, that I'm wrong and that nobody is having these internal problems that we're going to be going into or talking about. But when you look at the ex ex the external world and you see what's happening, uh, then you can't be honest with yourself. You can be asleep and have your head in the sand, I guess, and, and lie to yourself and say that everything's fine. But if you're honest with yourself about the current human condition and you do the due diligence and study to try to understand the world around you and in you, then you can't be honest with yourself and say that, oh yeah, humanity is having some massive spiritual awakening and everybody loves themselves, obviously, because look at how wonderful everything is. It's the exact opposite is true. No nothing external is not created first internally by the human beings that are creating this, the conditions in this world. So um, we can't just sit and blame the top-down authoritarian structure or you know the patriarchy or the Illuminati or the bankers again it's it's starting here at the bottom level with what comes first is people's personal personal relationships with himself and uh, we can see that there's an antipathy to the self an antipathy towards nature people live in fear and ex externally what manifests when we're all corrupt in this way and psychologically dismembered and have this uh, hatred for the self is you get a giant massive external big brother control system feeding on all of our psychological problems 
in the cybernetic, technocratic, luciferian, death cult, control grid, or whatever you like to call it. So again, the path to freedom is the path of the individual, not any group or collective, ever, and can never be, uh, because of the way that it, the way that the self-evident truth of this statement works, is that there is no other way to seek the path to freedom besides being the individual doing it. If you're ever in any in, in group or collective or ism or hyphenated thing trying to seek the truth and uh, discover the path to freedom, that's it's only going to be a false trail. It's only going to be an inauthentic groupthink situation. There are truths there. There are things that can be gained working with others. There are things that can be gained in hierarchical structures. There are societies that can work in a truly you know, what the voluntarists mean by, you know, voluntary interaction with other people. Um, but we need to be practicing selfhood. We need to be practicing um, knowing thyself, understanding and asking those deep questions and seeking the answers. Not lost up in groups and collectives that don't know how to critically think about things and uh, end up in, in the NPC world. So what is groupthink? Uh, well, groupthink is the practice of thinking or making decisions as a group in a way that discourages creativity or individual responsibility. Now, what this is, is there's no exclusion, first of all, to all the secondary matrix people in this. So when, when you're looking at the groups of whatever it is, libertarians, voluntarists, anarchists, anarcho-communists, anarcho-capitalists, new age, nonsense, um, alternative conspiracy, if, if there's an ism, a hyphenated activist group cell thing where people get together and they all chant the same religious, you know, notions about what, what to do, then they're also practicing groupthink, and it which discourages creativity and individual responsibility. So, the voluntarist is a perfect example of this because it ends up just becoming this. Well, if it were just voluntary thing, and it, and I know that people don't think that it's a wait that they're just waiting and that they're being very active and they're doing all these things to combat you know the tyrannical system by begging that the situation remain what the government is defined as how it already works which is a voluntarism <laughs> so you know i'm not trying to get into some logical word game here this is an actual thing where these people won't see it though they won't see it why because they're in groupthink because they are in a system of philosophy that has contradictions and they won't question those things because there's a group of other people and they're all saying the same thing so how could we all be wrong and what i'm asking people to do is take a deep inward look at themselves and at point go out and watch you know some of the work i've already done on breaking down the problem with the movements and falling into the movement traps and the voluntary slaves which is really you know what it really is is we are involuntary servitude to man's law over nature and then be honest with yourself and drop the label because you just are I am that's that's what I am I don't need to have a, a movement and a label and an ism and all these other things I am part of creation I am part of nature I am 
part of the real. And I don't need to define and have an ism and a label and have a citizenship and a birth certificate and a social security. Those are all fiction. That's all man-created things. Those are all things that aren't real. And so to get out of this, what we're, what we're, what we're trying to break open here and open, put people's foot in the door of is to get out of this, we need to go back to the real. Right? Just like in the movie The Matrix, don't respect and live in the artificial, live in the real. And this message will be something that I will continue to package and put out um, for a long time to come. And uh, the surrounding information that's needed to talk about this is going to take a while to get out. And so I'm here for the long haul, and uh, we'll be doing this as long as we can, as long as it takes, really. And uh, whatever, however, whatever length that is. So here, D.H. Lawrence says, the most erroneous assumption is to the effect that the aim of public education is to fill the young of the species with knowledge and awaken their intelligence, and so make them fit to discharge the duties of citizenship and enlightened and an enlightened and independent manner. In an enlightened and independent manner. Sorry, I like glanced at the other screen, and that that's what I get for doing that. That and like D.H. Lawrence talks in this funny way. <laughs> Nothing could be further from the truth. The aim of public education is not to spread enlightenment at all. It is simply to reduce as many individuals as possible to the same safe level, to breed and train a standardized citizenry, to put down dissent and originality. That is the aim in the United States. Whatsoever the pretensions of politicians, pedagogues, and other mountbanks, and that is the aim everywhere else. Mountbanks is like snake oil salesmen. I had, you know, and again, like, it's a strange, strange connotation, <laughs> or at least for me, the, the way that D.H. Lawrence speaks, uh, you know, something most of us probably aren't used to, but what he's saying here is no less uh, true because of the way it said. What he's saying can be backed up by many other high-level researchers if you need the appeal to the flattering titles, um, but also it's just written on the wall, and the outcome-based education model and Common Core are the group think board collective agenda to dumb down and enslave the population. And these aren't my opinions. This is exactly what the school system is designed to do. And recently I've been reviewing Common Core and uh, Charlotte Isabee's work and John Taylor Gatto's work again and going through and putting together another presentation that I'll be providing uh, on this subject again in the future. Um, so I would also suggest to complement what we're going in here today and what we'll be going into uh, later in September with last week's live stream an honest assessment of the current human condition and in this live stream I gave my assessment of where we're at and where we're at in consciousness and where the human species is at in this battle in this uh, spiritual battle for uh, freedom and to uh, fight slavery on this planet um, which has become you know this thing where people are like well I'm not in a cage and I'm not in enslaved and I don't know what you're talking about. And again, you have to be in a complete state of self-loathing uh, and hatred and total fractured mind 
in, in such a state that you're not paying attention to what's going on. And if you're not angry about what's happening in your name, in your fake tax slave corporate fiction name, and what these uh, fictions have created on this planet, which is like a living hell, uh, then you're not paying attention. And I suggest, you know, taking a, a look at that work and going into what we talked about last week, which really here Charles uh, Bukowski sums up uh, kind of how I feel about about the situation and say, when he says, I see men assassinated around me every day. I walk through rooms of the dead, streets of the dead, cities of the dead, men without eyes, men without voices, men with manufactured feelings and standard reactions, men with newspaper brains, television souls, and high school ideas. And when I saw this quote, I was like, okay, there's somebody who's paying attention. He's, he's nailed it here. This is, this is how I feel about the so-called men around me, or this, even the women that are inhabiting this planet at the current time, is basically, you know, what the dark occultists call them, which is the dead. And they're saying that because these, they're unbegun, because they've not even begun to discover anything about what I'm talking about here today or have been talking about recently. They're deep, deep into the primary matrix. They're falling for almost every social engineering, depopulation, eugenics agenda, satanic agendas that are being peddled to them. And they love it. They absolutely love it. You know, they, they beg for these conditions because it's so much better than actually having to work towards anything real or to struggle for freedom and to actually take that on, take that responsibility of what it would actually take to create uh, the conditions of freedom in your life and, and then in the life of others and society and the community around you, that's all taking on way too much responsibility. So let me just buy into all the bullshit propaganda that's being peddled and pushed down my throat and all the fear and all the meaningless tasks that I fill my life with. And uh, let me not ever really do any actual work towards improving the conditions in, in my own life or the others. And I'll just take all the entertainment and all the bells and whistles and all the dopamine hits and just keep giving me the dopamine hits to the point where, you know, I can just live in my disillusioned life, toward, apathetic towards anything going on around me and be drugged up on sugar and every other drug that the pharmaceutical industry pushes down my throat. And let me just love being in my little cage and my little slave conditions, as long as it's comfortable, Captain. You know what I mean? And that if, if, if that's not your assessment, then I don't know where your head is at. I don't know what kind of Seroquel SSRI inhibitor shit that you're on, if that's not the way that you're seeing the planet. And, uh, you know, I don't need you to come in and try to argue with me and tell me that I'm wrong, because it's self-evidently true by the way that nature actually operates. I don't know how we got back up here. <laughs> okay, so... Now, if we're talking about consciously creating freedom, we should define conscience, which comes from the Latin prefix con, which means together, and the Latin verb sciere, sciere, to know. So conscience is et etymologically means to know together, or it literally means something that we know together. So the self-evident truth of things and the, what should be common sense and how uh, law and uh, nature and God's law actually works which should be things that we are using with conscience and which would end up meaning we know and understand the difference between what's right and wrong in our behavior.
and we don't respect the flattering titles and the fictions, and we know together what's real, and we're practicing consciousness, which is defined as the ability of a being to recognize the patterns and meanings with respect to events taking place both within oneself and in the realm in which the self exists and operates. So it's a deep look at the external, at the macrocosm and the microcosm, and uh, understanding your place in the whole scheme of things, and then understanding, again, what what things are moral and what things are immoral based on the self-evident truth and the uh, laws of nature. And what we can see if we look out at the world is that people are not practicing consciousness and they don't have conscience and we don't know together. And there are very few people on the planet actually practicing any sort of consciousness. And the attempt, the meager attempt of folks like myself and others who have obviously done a lot more work and better work towards that end uh, of getting people to try and go in this direction, which is, like I said, a fool's journey, and no, I know that. And my attempt here is not to wake everybody up. This is a personal responsibility of mine, what I'm doing, because of certain things that I've come to understand, and I'm fulfilling and acting in that responsibility to pass down uh, knowledge and things that I've come to understand about our reality to others, whether it be younger or older, and I hope, hope to mentor uh, not only my own children and uh, the people that I have re close relationships with and my family, but a uh, wider community, which is the goal of this uh, production, not to uh, get a bunch of likes and not to be loved by the community and not for everyone to accept exactly you know what I'm saying, but it's a more of just a, the personal responsibility that has come on my shoulders and that I've taken on and am acting on based on my understanding of uh, the things that I've come to understand. That's all this is. So Jiddu Krishnamurti says, we need a tremendous energy to bring about a psychological change in ourselves as human beings. Because we have lived far too long in a world of make-believe, in a world of brutality, violence, despair, anxiety. To live humanely, sanely, one has to change. To bring about a change within oneself and therefore within society, one needs this radical energy. For the individual is not different from society. The society is the individual. And the individual is the society and to bring about a necessary, radical, essential change in the structure of society, which is corrupt, which is immoral, there must be a change in the human heart and mind. So again, does it mean that I'm agreeing with Jiddu Krishnamurti and he's my guru and I'm putting them up there as somebody that everybody needs to go worship? No. And in fact, I think in a lot of ways that's what's done with these guru types and the Gandhis and the Jiddu Krishnamurtis and you know, Osho's and all these other teachers who are false teachers in themselves and gurus in themselves. And this, again, my work is not ever to try to be any sort of guru. And if I quote somebody like Jiddu Krishnamurti, uh, who sometimes actually does hit the nail on the head, such as he does here. I mean, this is just self-evidently true, that what's happening within the individual is manifesting in the society. So anything that we're complaining about that's happening externally 
is actually the cause, the conditions, why those conditions are in place is because of what's happening inside of the individuals. So when we see what's happening around us in, uh, in the world and we're wondering what sort of top-down structure do we need to topple to get this job fixed or whatever, go look in the mirror. Because that's where the enslaver lives. You want to know who the wizard is at the top of the pyramid, who the, the deep, darkest occultist ever that's running the show? It's right there. Right, right there in the mirror. So Carl Jung says it in this way, which is, there is no coming to consciousness without pain. People will do anything, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own soul. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. And so again, I'm not like a Jordan... Jordan Peterson Young, well, Carl Young and the symbology of the manifestation of dream symbolism. I'm not a huge Jordan Peterson or Carl Young worshiper. Um, but definitely Carl Young's work needs to be read and looked through. Um, most of the, th of the books he's written are actually in audio format already. And uh, again, for me, I'm a big consumer of audio, audio books. Most of the books I have are not, you know, here with me in this room, first of all, but they're not, it's not all encompassed all my wisdom here on this book. Like, this is the digital age, and most of the archive of information that I have is digital, and like thousands of PDFs that I've only begun to skirt, skim through, you know, this information. And uh, that's the way I like to consume it initially is just audio and then I'll go pick apart the links and then I'll go pick apart the sources and then I'll start archiving it myself in my brain and then I will incorporate it in what needs to be incorporated and cast aside that which shouldn't be uh, you know accepted and uh, bring the arguments to others and bring the information ultimately once it's been refined and cleaned off and dusted and uh, smoothed out to others and that's again that's all this is it's all we're doing here so ee e. Cummings says to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you like everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting and those who have not begun walking the path have no clue what ee e. Cummings is talking about here but to truly be yourself in a society and a world which is cookie cutter, which is communist, which is trying to destroy that self inside of you, that light, as soon as it comes into the world, it's immediately attacked. And ever since any, any time beyond that, when anyone tries to walk that path of the individual, the only thing, you know, for the most part, that's going to be coming their way is attack, is bringing down is chopping off the top cutting it down a notch hitting the nail on the top that's sticking out and society will do its best to push you back in that box and not uh, want you to walk that journey including those closest to you including those with the so-called fake relationships uh, with you who so-called love and relationship with you who, ha who are not themselves on the path whatsoever and therefore will, will despise and attack you if you walk the path 
And this is definitely speaking from personal experience. It's not some thing that I'm just coming up with. This is how it actually works. And uh, just know that in this world, that the more good that you try to do, uh, the more evil and uh, hatred from others that will come your way. And once you kind of understand that, that there's a certain level of anxiety and uh, pressure that comes with, with kind of doing this work here, uh, that becomes much more just understood that that's just how it works, especially in this current place, <laughs> in the current place and time that we inhabit this uh, 3D dimensional reality. Demented reality is what I say. Uh, so here, uh, D.H. Lawrence again says, Are you willing to be sponged out, erased, canceled, made nothing? Are you willing to be made nothing, dipped into oblivion? If not, then you will never really change. And he's alluding to, again, this, the path of the individual. It's not carved out for someone to start walking, and when they do, uh, they'll find that it's a process of deconstruction. And uh, notice that I said a process, that nothing happens overnight. And this process of deconstructing is uh, what he's talking about here. Be, not, not literally like becoming nothing or something or like canceled. He's saying, are you willing to face everything that you've thought previously that is untrue and remove those things and go through that underworld cycle through that dark night of the soul? And if, if not, then you'll never really change. You'll never really address the causal factors of the conditions of your own life and especially that of the reality in which we inhabit, inhabit, which we can change and what we do here does matter. But for the most part, it's ineffective if you've not gone through these types of processes, these sort of um, initiation ceremonies, right? The rites of passage that, uh, as my contention is, is that we, this is another piece of occulted information that's been hidden from us, is that these, this normality of going through these very stressful and high anxiety times in our lives that are faced, that are also come along with massive change, and that we should utilize these times in our lives to actually embrace the change and to, uh, like a phoenix rising from the ashes or like a snake shedding its skin, we can utilize these times of what seems like chaos, which is actually part of a growth cycle. And uh, some people never go through their first growth cycle or they never even know what a rite of passage or given a chance to prove themselves in a rite of passage because of the way that our extended adolescent society works. We're just creating and breeding. They're physically at, you know, walking around in adult bodies. There are people, you know, here that are physically in a grown adult body, but mentally they're enslaved and children. And they are, uh, the extended adolescence program has kept them from ever maturing beyond the helpless child who's completely dependent on the nanny state, uh, the psychological uh, false dialectic big brother uh, system who's, who now now you hear the chant for the socialists now you're st starting to hear the drum beat for the universal basic income and uh, society is getting tougher and tougher the world is getting scarier and scarier and so people are begging and absolutely screaming and wanting to have big brother big daddy big mommy government come in and fix all the problems of the world for them 
And uh, you can't, again, look out there and tell me that's not what's happening. And people will say, well, no, it's because they really care about other people and they just want to help. That's why they're begging for social. No, it's because deep down internally they have major mommy-daddy psychological issues, major issues with self-loathing and the disconnect from nature and the disconnect from the truth and the disconnect from the self and only worshipping all the false titles and flattering titles and legal fictions in the external reality and begging that system, that satanic system, to come in and fix their lives. And so, again, G.D. Krishnamurti says, it, it is truth that liberates, not your effort to be free. And, you know, I've put in the, the spider again with the fly's web. And so it's not about banging around. It's not about getting attention online. It's not about screaming about your voluntarism. It's not about pushing your false political hollow movements on other people. It's not about waving signs in people's face and getting involved in this movement and that movement. It's about a, a firm and honest you know, discovery and investigation of reality and the truth. And through this, this journey, which nobody wants to go down, which the average person is just loath to do, uh, that's how we ultimately become free. Not our not our foiling, not our screaming, not our virtue signaling, not our memes, not our, you know, thoughts that we're posting on Twitter. These things aren't what's going to free us. It's a deep, deep uh, investigation and discovery of who and what we really are. That's what will liberate us. That's what will make us free. Uh, and, you know, I'm speaking as, again, right here with you all, and whoever's listening to this is probably not in the primary matrix, so anyone, you know, who's in the secondary matrix or the, the haters, I guess, in the primary matrix or people from my past acquaintance live or people that I've worked with that are watching this just to hate, just to, you know, talk shit about me, basically. And uh, what's this jackass doing on here online trying to do whatever he's doing, you know, that's the average attitude that people come to, to people like me with or anyone who's saying something outside of their video game world or outside of their mainstream media completely controlled paradigm you know so again back to young who says but i speak not to nations only to the individual few for whom it goes without saying that cultural values do not drop down like manna from heaven but are created by the hands of individuals if things go wrong in the world this is because something is wrong with the individual because something is wrong with me Therefore, if I am sensible, I shall put myself first right. For this I need, because no outside authority no longer means anything to me. I need a knowledge of the innermost foundations of my being, in order that I may base myself firmly on the eternal facts of the human psyche. So, you know, in, in, in the Jungian language, Carl Jung is doing here with the symbology of but he's interpreting of the, the dreams, interpretation, and the symbology of Carl Jung. That's what Jordan Peterson says. <laughs> I, I, I've been working on some of the interpretations. Uh, I know that uh, Jay Dyer has the, the Jordan Peterson lockdown, but I don't think my JP is too bad, really, honestly. You know, if you take a look at, take a look at my JP, bro, it's pretty good, bro. You know? Oh, again, but I mean, back to this. This is really important. This is a, this is not as popular of a Carl Jung quote, but he's saying that uh, you know he's not. Is he speaking to the? To, is he trying to get out there and and run for president? Is he trying to 
uh, talk to the groups. And no, he says he's talking only <clears throat> to the individual few. So he understands his audience. He gets the target audience of, of who's going to actually go through and take the time to read his work. And um, he's saying what I'm trying to portray here, that it's, with, it's happening within the individual that needs to be addressed. It's our understanding of psychology that needs to be addressed. It's our understanding of the nature of evil and our ability to invoke it. And what evil is exactly? And again, going back to my, if you're taking, you know, Christianity and the Bible and all that as like religious nonsense that who would ever believe that and you're just throwing it out. Um, or the other way, and you're taking it all completely literally and word for word literally. And, uh, you know, so it's a literal interpretation. That's why the atheist has the adverse reaction that they do. Because they're they saying, well, if that's literal, then you're totally crazy, right? But the, the intelligent way, the correct way to look at uh, the story of the Bible and uh, what's written there is that it's, an, it's actually ancient wisdom teachings and uh, things that people have come to discover through time that have been put into a way that we can understand that describe God and the law and natural law. And so it's all an allegory on just how to be, like how to live your life, you know, based on following the life of Christ, which is just really law, which is how law works, how nature works, how uh, things actually get created in nature, how uh, to walk in the world without being enslaved and not respecting false title titles and flattering titles and uh, false governments and false gods known as the government uh, the external government right and to respect that which is real so um, what Carl Jung is getting at with that is that uh, you know he, well first of all Carl Jung is not getting at what I just said with the Bible and all that but what I'm saying is that you know, I, I forget what the point is actually of going in why I started to go back into the Bible rant, but it's fine because I need to leave that disclaimer probably about 50 to 100 more times before people start getting it through their head when I'm using the language that I'm using, which is the best language to try to portray what it is that I'm trying to portray. So I'm not going to stop using words like God or, uh, you know, God's law or things or Jesus or things like that. Once people understand what I mean, then you know, well, I don't care if they get it or not. At that point, it's it's your problem if you're the one with the childlike mindset of throwing it all out because it's just it's nonsense religion or just completely 100% uh, interpreting it as the truth. And so what I'm going to do here is go into a, a quote, which you should trust because it's from a Mason, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Albert Churchward was a Mason, but this is an interesting quote. And what he says is, A man who clings to sensuals cannot associate with spirituals. A man who relies only on his common sense, on his money-getting power, or on his mere energy after good dinners, will never reach the higher and spiritual planes, which, however, are not less real because they are unseen of such. If we want the truth, we must labor for it quite as hard as we labor for gold. Well, thank you, my brother Mason. You know, it's very uh, Masonically artsy language. But I agree with what he's saying, that if we are going to uh, seek the truth and seek uh, 
you know, what's real and walk that path of the individual, then we need to treat that as hard as we treat our regular nine to five jobs and our slave jobs, right? It, not that having a job makes you a slave, but the way that our corporate legal structure works is that that actually is what makes you enslaved. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm opposed to work. I'm not a radical communist who thinks that we just need universal basic income and, you know, the other shouldn't have to work so hard because it's just the rich people that are screwed. That's not, I'm not a Occupy Wall Street, you know, idiot. I'm going to be breaking all that down too. And we're going to go into, in the second part of falling into the movement traps will be the secondary matrix and the failed movement section. So the next presentation being the struggle for freedom. After that, we're going to get into the failed movements. And I'll clarify my position because people are, well, if you're not this and you're not that, what are you? Well, Tesla here helps us discover uh, who and what we really are by saying to be alone and that that is the secret of invention. Be alone. That is when ideas are born. And coming from the great mind of Nikola Tesla and th this does not mean to be some kind of weirdo or to be a loser it, you know here he's talking about the cycle of the hermit right to be uh, in tune with the self to be at one with the all which is what we are in tune with ultimately and knowing ourselves we can know God we can know it all through this introspective work and uh, Nietzsche has to say, freedom is the will to be responsible for ourselves. It is to preserve the distance, distance which separates us from other men. So think about that one for a minute, because obviously the way uh, Nietzsche talks, it's kind of a dialectic itself sometimes. He's not talking again, it's not about not having relationships with other people or not having a social life. It's saying that that path, that individual path that you're having to walk is A, going to bring on the, the most responsibility that you're going to have to face and take on to get the ultimate uh, state of, of what a human being should be, which is free. Uh, and to get out of that, you need to separate yourself from the groups, separate yourself from the society for a while, separate yourself from the influences of the movements and the other people and the online gurus and the friends and family and the social pressures and the friends at work and uh, like Tesla was saying to go and be alone and that is when you know true invention is born and so these things aren't easily done and these minds and these people that I've brought on the show so far uh, to to rely and you know pay homage and to also you know due diligence of bringing these people to others that haven't discovered the works of the people that I will bring into into my streams, um, which if there's someone that like I definitely think people shouldn't look into for whatever reason, I'll try to give that caveat too. But the, the, we're talking about, you know, again, what E.E. E. Cummings said, like the hardest thing that you're going to have to do is to try to be yourself. And, and you know, Nietzsche went completely insane trying to, to, to work through these things. And uh, so it's it's when you go into the abyss, the abyss stares back. And at, again, at this time and place on the planet, it's quite frightening to pull your head out of the sand and start taking uh, inventory of, of the conditions of what's going on. But at the same time, it's absolutely necessary. 
Otherwise, enjoy your slavery. Enjoy the conditions that are created for us. Enjoy being in the Borg collective. And Henry Bergson says it this way, liberty consists in being entirely oneself. Simple enough. And, you know, highlighting what, what the main point of what we're talking about here. Another brilliant mind uh, and uh, partner of uh, the brilliant uh, Walter Russell, Leal Russell says, the very purpose of your being on earth as a living, breathing entity is so that you will make that unparalleled discovery, discovery of what life and love truly are. Manly P. Hall has it, every man's true teacher is his own higher self. And when the life is brought under the control of reason, the higher self is released from bondage to the appetites and impulses and becomes priest and priestess, sage and illuminator. Manly P. Hall, the often uh, misrepresented and un you know misinterpreted uh, 33rd degree Mason, <laughs> who w was supposedly initiated only as a 33rd degree and never had to actually go through a Masonic Lodge to receive that title. Apparently they just wanted him in, as a part of their club because he was an, a sage and illuminator. And what you need to do is go and listen to the direct works of Manly Paul, which are all over. And I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, once I re-listen to this and hear me saying this part of some of the best, or I'll, I'll just pick like a really good Manly P. Hall work that people should go listen to. And listen to the man for yourself. And don't, you know, take the person, whatever kind of conspiracy, you know, you've heard around Manly Palmer Hall as the truth without doing some investigation on the primary works of what he says himself, which is just astonishing. I mean, the man was doing circuits of speeches up until late in his life just you know it's, uh, th uh, there's unlimited amount i mean it seems as though there's an unlimited amount of manly palmer hall work on the internet <laughs> it's all on youtube for free and uh this guy you know regardless of all the rumor uh, was not some evil satanist uh, trying to manipulate everybody and you can get that through just listening to the work yourself Okay, so on inscribed on now and actually here let me take a sec here. I want to remind everyone really quick. Uh, anyone that's watching, let me just check that that you can watch the or sorry you can join the Discord room and get on a live call-in question after the show uh, if you'd like to ask a question about the information presented today or presented recently or just ask a question to the show. Um, we integrated or I integrated a Discord server in for TylerBloyer.com which has a live call-in show and I can actually take your call right here on the air. For information on that you can go to TylerBloyer.com slash live and that will get you what you need to get into there and uh, probably in about 30 minutes or so 
I'll be jumping and taking live calls. So if you have a question, you want to get on and ask me something and be on the show live, uh, you can join the Discord live room, uh, in which case I will then unmute you from the server side once I'm ready to take your call. So please uh, do that, even if it's just as a test, uh, if we could, just to test it out on the show. Uh, so, again, now inscribed on the walls at the Temple of Apollo at Delphi says this famous quote here, which I'm sure, you know, maybe people in my circle online would be familiar with, which says, He's, Heed these words, you who wish to probe the depths of nature. If you do not find within yourself that which you seek, neither will you find it outside. If you ignore the wonders of your own house, how do you expect to find other wonders? In you is hidden the treasure of treasures. Know thyself, and you will know the universe and the gods. And so this is in one way where the know thyself uh, saying is attributed to, and I'm back to ancient Greek, which really, as uh, this is alluding to here, is actually ancient Egyptian philosophy. And so, in several ways, we'll have this said again, which is from the Gospel of Thomas, but the kingdom of heaven is within you, and it is outside of you. When you know yourselves, then you will be known, and you will know that you are sons of the living Father. But if you do not know yourselves, then you are in poverty, and you are poverty. And that's the Gospel of Thomas, which is a, like a a book not commonly included in the main biblical text, but which absolutely should be. And saying the same thing now, if we know ourselves, then we will know that we are sons of the living Father, not some anthropomorphized deity in the sky, sons of the living universe. Uh, we are part of the all. Right? And so, uh, again, I'll give the disclaimer quickly again that the, the, the any religious super uh, you know binding religious type uh, mentality that the Bible should be interpreted absolutely literally and that the story of Christ is like the story of an actual person. Now whether he existed on the planet or not doesn't really matter. This, the, the Bible itself should be and correctly is read as an anthropomorphization and or I'm sorry, as an allegorical, what you shouldn't do is anthropomorphize the story into actually giving God like human-like creatures, uh, characteristics, which is what the, kind of what the allegory ultimately is intending to do, is to explain something through fiction, through a story, in order to, uh, g you know, provide a better introspective look at what they're trying to get across, which is very probably difficult and dull to do in just some sort of this is how things work and this is the law and this is how God existence actually works. It's actually a quite creative and intelligent way which covers like almost every angle of how like evil operates and what kind of legal fictions and artifices that you'll get caught up into here on this planet and how to combat them. And so it's not just some worthless thing that we should just throw out uh, atheistically to try to just throw it out as some religious like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny nonsense, you know, and that that's the mistake and that what it should be uh, re-inspected and uh, to respect and look again at the book and the teachings and the and the text as a law book, as the 
ultimate law book, which in the weird way is actually what we live under in the United States of America. And I'm speaking like we because that's where I live and I'm, you know, slave and I talk that way. <laughs> but it's because uh, that book is actually what our law system is based on. And uh, in God, we trust in all this. And the Bible, when you put your hand on the Bible, this is not and swear an oath in court, you know, which is the only time that a politician or that you are so told that you have to speak the truth is when you swear the oath on the Bible. Right. And it's blasphemous because immediately right there you're doing that in a man's law court system, which you're only supposed to live under one law, under one God, which is the God of the Bible, which is nature, which is existence, which is everything and not the fiction. Right. Not to respect there's a reason why that's uh, the first commandment not to have uh, any other gods before Jehovah which is existence which is everything so you yourself are even another little world and have within you the Sun and the moon and also the stars origin of Alexandria this is a church father do you not know that the temple of God that dwells in you I'm sorry do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So again, what's the solution? Knowing thyself. How do we do that? Come to understand what's real, and then realize that we are a part of that all you know, and that we are a part of creation, we are a part of nature. And to truly understand this is the first stepping stone into actually walking down the path to freedom and the path of the individual, and will actually give us the keys that we need to break the conditions as they currently are. None of this airy-fairy nonsense about your this political movement and that political movement, and the, the Anarchapulco people have it right, you know, they're all... Com almost 100% off the path, 100% into thinking that it's an economic problem and a Bitcoin problem and cryptocurrency is going to fix it all for us. And if we just beg for our voluntary masters to voluntarily stop harassing us, that'll work. Or if, you know, what we'll do is, is we'll just vote for Adam Kokesh, who's going to abolish the federal government. I mean, none, none of this is hitting on the point of any of what is being discussed here in this presentation. I hope you, I hope you know that. I will help on making it clear that I am out of the whole liber libertard, libertarian, you know, um, John Lockean natural rights philosophy worldview, and that it's about responsibility. It's about a responsibility to the truth and to freedom and to the self that is going to change the conditions for the better. Not the responsibility to your group and your movement and your false hollow shell of empty, inauthentic virtue signaling bullshit. From the Gospel of Thomas again, recognize what is in your sight, and that which is hidden from you will become plain to you, for there is nothing hidden which will not become manifest. And that's the, attributed to Christ from the Gospel of Thomas again, Christ being Logos, the, or the law, the spoken law of God, which is the spiritual laws that govern this place. The laws of nature that we need to live our lives according to are personified and anthro or, uh, allegorized through the words of Christ in the Bible. 
It's not some airy-fairy nonsense that just needs to be disregarded. And so Clement of Alexandria puts it, The greatest of all lessons is to know yourself, for when a man knows himself, he knows God. So when we understand ourselves, when we stand under that which is real, that which we are, when we know thyself, when we have come to understand the true definition of God, this can make perfect sense and be a very holistic worldview and start to put the pieces together of that humanity is not just some retarded, well, we are a retarded uh, race of human beings at the moment, but, but, it, but the, to just take Christianity as a whole and just completely throw it out is a giant mistake. And I think I've made that point abundantly clear in this presentation, and I will continue to make it even more so abundantly clear because I know how people take things and how people hear what I'm saying. They don't hear what I'm actually saying. They hear what they want to hear. And, uh, you know, that is something that we need to help people to see. And so something that I'm working on myself is to get uh, this information out. Uh, this is very important information for people to try to start getting into and looking at. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, one of the books that's helped me uh, really kind of turn all these corners and get into understanding this information is Clint Richardson's work, uh, The Straw Man Story. And part two is out on his website for free. Uh, you can download it, and I'll be putting it in the links. I think that everyone should go through and uh, go through part one and part two of his series, The Straw Man Story. And uh, he really gets into breaking down the legal fiction, and uh, a lot of this information that I'm just kind of touching on here is actually information that Clint helped me directly to understand. Uh, so finally, the final quote we have for today here is from Tesla, who says, The gift of mental power comes from the divine, and if we concentrate our minds on that which we become, on that truth, we become in tune with this great power. So, again, from one of the greatest minds of the 20th century, and uh, one of the most suppressed and attacked minds, um, has it correct that, once we concentrate on this truth and we become to understand who and what we really are, the, that connection to the imperial self is an actual portal in a way to a whole ancestral knowledge that opens up and uh, the vessel that you're inhabiting at the moment and that you're an agent of is uh, actually like a receiver and has humanity's uh, traumatic past and uh, conscious and uh, uh, past and uh, the wisdom of humanity is within you as well and the wisdom of God and the wisdom of nature is accessible to all and uh, you know Tesla here has it correct and so that's all for the official slideshow, slideshow presentation today uh, I hope it's been good I feel like I uh, went through that as practiced and that it was um, something that I it didn't come out the way, like I said, that I originally started off, but I will go back and touch on more of these, uh, how to build the positive external relationships too, because ultimately to integrate the information in this in, in presentation is a process that's not something that I expect people to hear what I say and just accept it as truth, but 
to begin to think about these things in a in a, a more uh, scrutinous way and actually you know take what I'm saying and process it and critically think through the information that's been presented here and see uh, where where that takes you you know and I kind of forgot what I was saying there which I often do <laughs> but sometimes it comes right back uh, but anyway so next live stream is going to be I've decided to give the struggle for freedom uh, part one of falling into the movement traps series will be presented live in a similar format to what you've seen here today and what you've seen in the last live stream um, I've worked out a lot of the glitches and bugs uh, it seems to work pretty well I'm happy with the end result um, of course I have local copies saved of these streams as well in case there's ever a problem I can go back and touch something up or pull something down and fix it up and re-upload it and they're much higher production value because it's recorded directly here and not streamed uh, with the compression and the bandwidth issues that a stream has but honestly like it's reached a point where I feel like the audio is good enough uh, it follows my face and, and mouth close enough and uh, you know the OBS situation is, is working out just fine and as long as I can continue to do shows like this, I think this is a good format and it seems to be, uh, it works well for me. So again, that's all the slides that I had for you today. Now, since we've been going for about an hour and 30 minutes, I want to take a minute and review any of the chats that have been occurring through the live stream and also give people a sec to hop into the Discord server because I don't see anybody in there at the moment. So we don't have any live calls or questions to take as of yet. So I can come back and wrap up and summarize, you know, and we'll spend a little bit more time together. I'm going to be here for a little while longer today, but I will be taking a brief intermission, just a five minute break or so, maybe a little bit more than that. And uh, I'll be right back though. And I'm just going to put on some or some intermission music. And I appreciate anyone for who's hung out this long but again, what I'd like you to do if you want to ask a question or get on the live show and talk about things or get into a conversation, go to tylerbloyer.com live and the instructions on how to hop into my Discord server are there. And then once you're in the Discord server, just hop into the live call-in room and I can uh, bring you on and we'll, we'll have a, a chat. Again, uh, we're taking a five-minute break here and we'll be right back in five. Thanks, everyone.
after that five minute break. Thanks for sticking with me. Um, so it appears that we don't have anyone in the Discord, which is fine. Uh, it would be nice to at least know if the chat was working in the live chat into the OBS, but I've done enough testing that we'll have it there. We'll have it there for the live shows. I'm confident that it will work when we need it, and I guess I'll just have to go from there. Uh, but uh, again, I'll be here for a little bit longer today. If there is somebody who wants to help on, tylerbloyer.com slash live. The links to get into the Discord are there. And uh, moving forward with tylerbloyer.com, I think the Discord is going to be kind of a place that I build out as somewhere of the little, like kind of the forum or the community where people can have discussions about the show or chat when the show is going on live. We'll see about that. I may lock it down a little bit more and kind of, you know, only use it for the live show if it becomes a nuisance or a distraction, um, which is another reason why I don't allow comments on my on my YouTube videos after they're done streaming or um, don't really get into being on Facebook all day or social medias. Like, I have a comment section on each one of my posts in the website, and from there, I will respond, and you can get a hold of me through my website, but I don't want to end up in another kind of like Pavlovian rat maze of chasing the cheese in all these like platforms because there's just so many like Discord and Slack and Telegram and you know Facebook and Twitter and Minds and YouTube and it's like I essentially will respond to my emails and to the website uh, comments and questions and I'll address people very thoroughly and I'll get back to you in those forums but you know, it's not that I'm not responding on Facebook or something, but I try to help people uh, not message me on Facebook by not responding to them. So if I don't respond to your stuff on Facebook, it's because I don't really want to get on and spend a lot of time discussing and arguing and uh, talking with, about things with people on Facebook. So um, again, so we'll be going into the struggle for freedom presentation which I'm excited to go into. It's it's going to go a lot more into the psychology of the human condition. So I've talked about my take on the human condition. I've now presented a solution-based podcast, which today was, if, if you didn't catch that, <laughs> uh, kind of a good summary of, of uh, again, the wisdom that I've discovered to be truth and then relate it through using others' work who are all generally sort of saying the same thing uh, to rely on those much greater minds to put it into the words that I'm just sort of relaying and you know wrapping upon on top of it which uh, is, is a meager attempt again to um, get, tease out some of these points and time will be needed uh, for me to, to go into more depth and more explanation but there's uh, something within the human species that actually uh, is craving the conditions of the Big Brother Panopticon again. The cybernetic technocratic control grid is a manifestation of what's happening inside of each one of us. So uh, as this presentation today went into, that understanding more about ourselves is the solution and understanding more about the true self and what that means. And then, in my opinion, taking that into the worldview of what the Bible, or sorry, not the worldview, but taking in the information from the Bible in the way that it was meant to be interpreted 
and uh, not the way that it's falsely been interpreted and incorrectly been interpreted by, you know, billions of people who've come through on this planet uh, as some kind of like literal prophecy from God, uh, who they're they're anthropomorphizing uh, nature and trying to put human-like characteristics onto something that was never meant to be that. It's meant to be talking about how things work, how reality works, what is real, and how to operate through that existence uh, without becoming completely and totally enslaved, which we are rapidly already in this condition and headed for worse uh, slavery with human 2.0, transhumanism, uh, is where we're going with all this, where we can actually literally bring into reality the artificial demons and basically a, a literal hell on earth will be created <laughs> through people's misunderstanding of, of who and what we really are and uh, all the false uh, fear porn propaganda control eugenic uh, social Darwinistic agendas that are being pushed from the top down inciting um, corruption and moral relativism and uh, the inability for human beings to decipher and determine for themselves what's right and wrong and how to critically uh, think and how to morally operate in the world. There's a reason why we're all losing and getting worse off in this in these conditions. Not we all, like everyone who's bought into this, which is the vast overwhelming bulk of humanity is, is in deep sleep and under deep hyp hypnosis of sorts, under mind control. And we'll definitely be going into these topics uh, more. I am going to rebring on the show my creature of control information, which goes into this creature, which goes into the current condition of men and the minds and uh, of men and what's going on to create uh, the world that we've created. And I feel like I did a really good job back with that series, and I will be kind of reviewing them and doing them in this format now. And uh, what we went into that sh in that show was understanding s the psychopath and understanding the, the lack of empathy and uh, psychopaths as well as like narcissists and uh, egomaniacs and um, that show is still really worth going through and you can find that in the feed. Um, but I'm going to turn that into presentation format style that we can do a live here on the show and... Uh, pull out the creature of control series again which really the first that it gives us like some pieces to the puzzle that people need to have they need to understand psychopathy and that psychopaths exists and so that we stop imparting our morality and our decision making that we would do in a situation on other people and saying well i would never do that no one would ever do that about certain things that people do do um and a lot of it is through naivete and ignorance and apathy towards, you know, wanting to know and making the right decision and taking responsibility for what's actually going on is how like a Chernobyl type event happens, right? And socialism and how people get into the mindset of just not thinking for themselves. Um, well, it, you know, there is another thing on the planet operating where psychopathy does exist, a lack of empathy and feeling towards others. And, and not like a lack of it, like they're just not working on that aspect of their life, like the literal physical inability uh, to feel these things. But then that bringing on other characteristics, which, you know, 
cunning uh, in intellect and uh, other things that if packaged together in a certain person can bring about someone who does thrive on climbing to the top of these uh, super dominant structures and always especially trying to look like they're the the most virtuous so you'll see them in politics and religion the most venomous snakes the most psychopathic people are going to be in religion and politics uh, simply because that's the best place to hide because that's where they can uh, find their victims and wear the mask of of doing the right thing while being the most horrible evil satanic people on the planet you know what I mean so that's like that was episode one which I'll be covering again we'll probably do a whole episode on that topic and then we went into social Darwinism and eugenics which two pieces to the puzzle that if you don't have um, it's not an accurate view of what's happening on this planet if you don't understand the history of eugenics so that when someone like me brings to you you know a years and years of research that I've done on on the vaccination issue and uh, you you have all these things going on in your head well how could that happen and, and th th that means all these other different people would have to be in on it and th that means that the scientific community would all have to be in on it and like if you don't have social Darwinism and eugenics in your repertoire of understanding of, of history and uh, what's created the world in, in the way that it is up until now there are things like I said, like the Cecil Rhodes uh, round the Milner Roundtable groups and the Cecil Rhodes uh, scholarship and the infiltration of American education and media and government by uh, the Anglo-American establishment and uh, Skull and Bones three two two and uh, like I said, you know these these different secret society uh, groups. Which it's not just like oh secret society groups. It's open in your face like Fabian socialism is what we're, people like currently you know still pushing like Bernie Sanders or any other democratic socialist is pushing an ideology that was created and not just an ideology a political movement that manifests into physical boots on the ground like people actually coming for your things and children and and life. <laughs> So it's not it's a dangerous belief system to have um they don't understand that fabian socialism came from eugenicists from people who wanted to socially engineer the dumb idiot population as they see it which at this point in time you can't disagree with them because that's exactly what we are but their treatment of the issue is quite different the moral uh virtuous sage type person will actually take this and start then trying to help people uh, become enlightened but the sick psychopathic ruling elite social Darwinist eugenicist says well we'll use you know diet injection and injunction to form the minds how we want them formed and people will mold you know their brains will be molded to our molding hands and we'll take uh, a young child from early age on and completely form them into the corporate, you know, maritime law, stock market traded slave who's just property of our, uh, of the of the real we the people of the United States. And, uh, you know, this, this is what we need to do to make sure that, uh, you know, it's all based in fear because it's always that, hey, we don't run out of food or that the people don't take over the governments or that another French Revolution doesn't happen or all these people don't start... 
actually waking up and being and having some initiative to do anything about it. So they will do things like poison the water, poison the air, poison the food, poison the vaccinations, poison you from day one, uh, do things that are uh, deeply occulted information to your psychology that you don't even ever understand in order to dumb you down and control you. And that's not a reach. That's not me making this up. That's not me coming up with some giant explanation and I'm some crazy whacked out conspiracy theorist. Like, that's directly from their own mouths, directly from the people who did it, directly from the Aldous Huxleys, the Julian Huxleys, the UNESCO's, you know, directly from the Carol Quigley's, the insiders, the people who uh, spent lifetimes of, in, of uh, their whole life uh, looking into this information and uh, brought it to humanity at the very threat of their own life and imprisonment and uh, the destruction of their own family and uh, having to go through so much pain and suffering to actually uh, bring us this information and people cast it aside. Well, that's just some conspiracy theory. That's just some thing that, that you're just making up because they're so dumbed down and indoctrinated that they don't even understand the, the things that are coming at them. You know, they're not a graduate of the Peace Revolution podcast of Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com. They haven't gone down through the thousands and thousands of hours of podcast information that he's laid out and uh, tried to understand what's, what he's trying to explain there, which is really what I'm getting at here, which is this these pieces to the puzzle that, you know, the Creature of Control series I did tried to start to bring out. And that's, again, why I'm bringing this up, because... In the future, we'll start bringing these pieces back to people so that they understand the, the history of social engineering and social Darwinism and behaviorism and common core education and eugenics and how this all ties in together. And then you start to see the world as it actually is. And so that when, you know, I can create an entire playlist of vaccination, vaccination race, research, which I have. So let me just share this out really quick. Uh, Here's the playlist that I've created over the years, and it does need to be updated and revised. And, uh, you know, once Clint Richardson's next documentary on vaccines is out, it's probably going to top like all of these, uh, knowing Clint and his work. Uh, but the Lethal Injection, the story of our vaccination, that's the Corporation Nation, that's Clint Richardson. Uh, I referred to that gentleman's work earlier and uh, someone that I, I think people should definitely really go uh, check out and look into his work and read through his articles. His work is extremely verbose, but with the Pocket app I did in my first live stream, the Pocket app and the voice aloud reader, now you don't have an excuse because you just sync it to your phone and it reads it to you. So these long articles, I've just been having my phone basically read them to me. Now again, I do the diligence of going back and actually opening that up on a desktop computer that's off of my phone and archiving and digging up the links and looking through the sources. But initially, when you just need to get through the article to understand what's in there, just listen to it, you know, on your phone and go back and listen to my live stream from two weeks ago or uh, two live streams ago. And it had in there, I talk about the Pocket app and it's in the resources on the website too. So I've linked all those resources in the website. But this, again, going back to last week, that it's not about the facts. I can bring this information to somebody and I've done so. And it, it's falling on deaf ears. It's it's they they throw it in the mud. They they tell they scream at me in my face that I need to be looking at scientific studies and doctors and scientists. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm just some crazy conspiracy theorist. So I give them the very first episode, which brings on doctors, scientists, 
pediatricians, homeopaths, uh, engineers, I mean, p people who understand uh, the mechanics of, of vaccinations even and how immunity works in the human body, biologists, you know, and oh, of course, that's not good enough. That's not the consensus that they're looking for. That's not the scientific community answer that they want. That's not the official narrative of the CDC. So I'm not even going to look at that, but I'm going to keep telling you that you need to bring me scientific information and doctors and actual resources. And I can't YouTube this for you. And the YouTube video, A, this is just a starting point. I understand that this is not proper way to do research. This is not how I learned about vaccinations is going through these YouTube videos. I learned through hard, hard study and hard work and going through and downloading archives of information and reading through the scientific studies, coming to the point where I understand the risks and the, the, the explicit detailed risks of taking the vaccinations are very right in your face. I mean, it's right on the label that you can die from certain vaccinations, like the MMR vaccination. Oh, there's a risk of fatality right on the label. And there's a whole court set up in case that happens so that you can sue the slave taxpayers to pay for for the vaccination damage since all the vaccine companies are completely immune from being sued by anybody and I, and again this is not like me oh, now i'm really getting deep into the information here with this is if you're barely understanding vaccinations you don't understand the issues overall whatsoever like i said if you're just barely starting this is a playlist i put together to try to plant that seed to try to give people a place to go because i was so tired of getting into conversations with people about vaccinations and then having them go well, there's no evidence out there of anything there's nothing that you can provide that and i have a whole you know 20 hours here of different information and doctors and uh, biologists and scientists and researchers and mothers and parents and different uh, people who are extremely well versed on the issues surrounding vaccinations uh, but they won't watch it I, I, I literally have had issues with people who won't even they won't even watch the first 10 minutes of the first video and will continue to tell me to my face that there's no evidence out there of any issues with the vaccines that dumb like literally so retarded that someone can give you information and you say that's not true before you've even looked at it because of this appeal to consensus, because of this appeal to the scientific community, which is a logical fallacy. It's not that you can't appeal to consensus once the information is also provided, but just the appeal to consensus is completely hollow. It means you're not looking into it. It means you are openly admitting to everyone's face that you are not going to look at that. You're going to put your head in the sand and you're going to keep saying the same stupid nonsense garbage bullshit that you've been taught in the damn indoctrination camps from the social engineers who put you there to dumb you down and depopulate your ass. And it's working. So I bring this to you here today and I'll put it in the show notes. So it can be a valuable tool for others who feel the pain of what I'm talking about here and who need it as a backup resource. And again, I always give the disclaimer that every single link should be gone through, every resource followed up, and read the books that are referred to, read the doctors, read the documentaries that are referred to. This is just a starting off point. This is just a jumping off place. And I, I also recommend people to share it out uh, with their friends and family.
this whole uh, playlist. I'll update it from now and now and again, and then I'll share it out every now and again. But that's not getting it out there enough. Um, I would recommend sharing this out once you've gone through the information yourself, of course, and and validated the things that are in there. Uh, now, again, that was a little bit of a tangent, and I've gone on for the two-hour time that I planned on going as a minimum. Um, I can also always stay on for a little bit longer if there's something that needs to be said, or the presentation goes into more depth, or there's a live caller or multiple live callers. But today, um, again, it appears that there's nobody in the Discord server anyhow, so uh, I think we'll cut it there. I do implore people to follow up with you know my last little rant there and hit me up if you have any questions on any of those items but again in the future on the show we're going to be going to more in depth on these issues to, to bring out in my own way which is that a lot of this stuff's already been covered uh, in depth quite well other places but uh, there's a twist and I think as you can start to appreciate here uh, information that I'm adding to this that I don't see anywhere else actually in this format in this way and so, again, the goal with the live stream and the whole goal of what I'm doing here is trying to bring out information that's not being said, uh, that needs to be said, that's not just repeating all the same things that every other person doing YouTube videos or whatever is saying, while still bringing in pieces that need to be brought in to, as a reminder and to add to the work. But uh, TylerBloyer.com and my posts it's not like I'm 100% I'm always going to be the most unique son of a bitch out there. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the only reason I'm stepping up and doing this is because there are things that I've come to understand through the research and uh, uh, investigations and knowledge of thyself that I've come to understand that it's time to start speaking it out based on uh, the lack of this area I see being covered, especially, you know, kind of what we went into today. And uh, I think we need to hit on that in a in a very strong way, and uh, also adding in uh, a mixture of my past work and bringing and re brushing it off and bringing it back to a new platform um, in order to get that information out as well. Because that's what I noticed out there talking to the public, talking to people um, in person about any of this stuff, is that they have this massive blind spot with certain things. And it's obviously because of the education system. Um, I understand that as well. And so we're going to be talking about that as well. Not because it hasn't been covered very well elsewhere. Like I said, um, in the future, I'll also be bringing on interviewees. So people that can highlight and be the expert if we need a fancy title. <laughs> if we need to honor their flattering titles of historian or whoever it is. Really, just other people out there who've helped me. Uh, mentors of mine will be brought on this show, people that I'm working with uh, now, uh, who I'm really excited. I've started some new relationships uh, recently and forged uh, stronger relationships with people that I've worked with in the past. And uh, just actually a few days ago, I've started off onto a new uh, thing, and it's going to be the autonomy course from Richard Grove from TragedyAndHope.com. I've started into season two. I was able to work out a way to get into the course. Um, it's not cheap, and uh, once I master this material, I will be becoming an advocate for the course. I can already tell that it's just going to add to what I'm doing here on the show. Um, having those people to just be influencers of mine or uh, for me to be able to bounce ideas off of them, I think is only going to improve the quality of this performance and this show. 
Um, so really just good things happening all around, even just since starting doing my own live stream. And uh, in, in the future, I may be uh, in a lot of other different locations too, because the life that I've uh, created, uh, as long as things work out the way that they have uh, are going, is that me and my family are going to be able to travel quite a bit more. And this show will become sort of a on the road, different locations, and uh, you know, actually going and meeting in person a lot of the people that I'm friends with, uh, so-called friends with online, uh, that have actually, we have really good relationships all around the country, and I want to go actually spend time with people and uh, get to know them in their situation a little bit better. So anyways guys, I'm going to leave it there for today. Uh, go spend some time with my family. I, I Again, this episode took a turn. I was going to start off kind of talking about uh, talking to younger men on how to create a positive relationship uh, for themselves because honestly, like I want people to have uh, what I have. I, I think what I have is the most beautiful thing that someone can experience uh, while being here in, on this planet, which is a happy, healthy family, a beautiful, loving wife and beautiful children. Um, and to be able to experience that every day is not only the most challenging thing that someone will probably have to do, uh, but also it's a great way to, you know, fight the system <laughs> as people want to do. And I know that people are, are have a, a, a huge anxiety on, on they want to do something and they want to address the issues that are happening uh, in, on the planet. And I'm telling you that taking the information from today's episode and then creating that environment for yourself and then opening that up to other people, uh, meaning your family and creating a positive family. I know not everybody out there is going to create children and uh, have have a monogamous relationship with a, a, gen, a person of another gender, but uh, in my opinion, that's really what the way that nature intended it to be. And once you're walking that path, you, there's so much feedback that you're, it's the correct thing to do that it ends up becoming a self-evident truth that, you know, the most important thing that a person can do to uh, change things for the better is to first do that internally, to come to ask the big questions of uh, understanding who and what we really are, and then taking that out uh, outwardly once it's been ingrained and understood yourself to others uh, with that unlimited, uh, ever-expanding love that we can create right inside of us at, at any time and you you are it you are already it you are already uh the wonder of creation you are already um as god you are uh, one with god and this again the meaning of everything the universe and all of existence and there's no guru movement group government or anything that needs to give you that you already have it inside of you, and that's what we were trying to bring out here today. All right, everyone, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate your time and attention, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks.